0: to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity. Today, we have Wade Wells, who will be on the show, sharing his experience of breaking into cybersecurity. But we do this show so that we can chronicle the stories of individuals who have broken in from different fields and them sharing their tips and tricks along the way. That way, if you see a role model of yourself or an area that you want to work in, you can kind of take tips and tricks from them. For those of you joining us on LinkedIn, Wade's LinkedIn profile is in the description. For those of you on YouTube, hit that subscribe button down below and then the notification button. That way, you'll see us pop up the next time we come on. And for those of you on Twitch or after the fact, leave comments, leave ratings. We really appreciate it. That's how we get noticed and more people come into the industry. Wade. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Where were you before cyber?
1: Yeah. So before cyber, I was in customer service for around 10 years, uh, working at mainly restaurants and fast food industry. Uh, So before making that big leap into like the IT and then further into cybersecurity, I worked for a popular burger chain in Southern California called In-N-Out Burger, where (laughs) I was there. I was there for seven years, uh, most of it full time, most of it, and while going to school full time. Um, so I was hustling hard, and I made it all the way up into management. And it was it was a fun time. It, I learned plenty. I still use a lot of lot of what I learned there as my core foundation of my worth ethics. Ecu- worth ecu- I also keep it on my resume, which is kind of a hot topic. A lot of people don't think I should, uh, but I do just because it's a good conversation starter. And usually if the company is from Southern California, they love it and they eat it up. Uh, From there, I made the leap into IT. And then uh, within six months into IT, I was able to transition into cybersecurity. And uh, my my big things were, since I worked in customer service, I wanted to see what I could bring to the table that other people couldn't. So I was able to talk to people, of course. I was able to bring down pretty chaotic situations and talk to people, talk people down from being angry. So of course I transitioned to customer facing stuff. Uh, I was an IT help desk for a little bit and that was of course, hell, but it was a good place to learn. Right. And it gave me all that IT stuff. And then uh, I transitioned to a a managed security provider and it was pretty much the same thing. I was customer facing, I was talking to people, but I also had that cybersecurity and I used all the skills in which I learned my customer service and was able to transition them right over. Yeah, soft skills galore, you don't even know. Like working smart, not hard, right? That's key to my ethos. Uh, looking at something and trying to articulate it, you can have hundred people working hard and one people working smart, one person working smart, and it's the same. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my core foundation go deeper if you want, but it's,
0: yeah, uh, let, let, let's dig into that. Well, yeah. first of all, I, I, I want to pay homage to In-N-Out because um I, I lived for seven years in Southern California and my, my brother actually worked at In-N-Out um, oh, okay. in, in Palm Desert where, where we used to live. And every time I go back out, to the, the, the West Coast, um, best coast, uh, I always make sure I get some in and out. So um, I, I could see why it's a conversation starter. I mean, oh, yeah. for something like that, and for that many years, I, I would keep it on the resume. Uh, for those that are listening, right? If it were six months or something like that, um, that then you could argue for taking it off, but if it's a seven year stint and you can kind of show that growth and that evolution, um, I would keep it on the resume. Yeah. So, um, it's, and it was in management as well. Right.
1: So yeah. I had, was wearing several different hats. There, there was times where I was, uh, managing 80 people in an eight hour shift and wow. breaks trainings, uh, making sure product profit and loss. You wear a bunch. That was where I learned the uh, you you wear different hats type of deal. And so you're wearing a mentor hat, an HR hat, the manager hat, making sure you're still profiting hat. It's uh, it was a fun time though.
0: And, and talk about preparing you for incident response, dealing oh. with <laughs> those situations. I mean, yeah. it, it's always a rush of ad- adrenaline trying to work in a store like that. Because for those that don't know, in and out. It is usually hundred and ten percent busy all day long. Mm-hmm. um so it, it's an adrenaline rush all day long, and I could see running eighty staff in in one shift yeah that's that's crazy
1: one of my uh one of my favorite stories. so the store I worked at that I, I got hired at. I've worked at several stores, so I'm in San Diego currently, worked at several there, but the store I got hired at is in a tiny town. In between Bakersfield and LA, right over the grapevine, if anybody knows where that is. And the store was actually what they would call a travel store. It's only busy during travel seasons. And so there'd be times at night where there's only two of us in there. And then all of a sudden three buses roll up and you got two people, two men jamming it. And uh I remember that there's one key story that I remember and it kind of changed my life. And uh Usually when somebody asks why In-N-Out is so successful, they say, oh, the burgers have excellent quality. The workers are great. This, that. Uh, it's this lady in the middle of this two two bus rush, me doing everything as the manager is just taking money, asks him. And he goes, you know why In-N-Out so great? Because we have people like Wade working here and doing it. dude." And that changed my whole life on mentoring and talking to people and realizing that all it takes is one comment to someone
0: to, to make like
1: their life different.
0: absolutely um so as you as you grew in your career and you wanted to try something else what got you interested into it and cyber yeah so i was always uh big
1: into computers uh growing up so growing up in the san fernando valley of la uh my dad dumpster dive and built our first computer and i remember i learned how to spell windows in a dos command prompt at in first grade that's like that's my origin story playing duke nukem on christmas waiting (laughs) waiting for presents uh and I always had knowledge of it and playing WoW and modding and doing that type of stuff. But life caught caught up to me. And luckily, I had a friend working at a data center. And as I was a manager in and out, I got severely burnt out to the point where I caught pneumonia uh, while working there as a manager. And I was 24. So a 24-year-old shouldn't be catching pneumonia. And uh, that I've always loved tech, And that was the final push to push me into it. The crazy part is, uh, I actually didn't make what I was making in and out for until I, four years into IT, three years into security. Like it took me forever to catch back up, but it was a, it was a good leap overall.
0: Well, I, I think for like work-life balance, that, that, that <sighs> pays itself back in the longevity of your that, career. That. Um, but yeah, so, sometimes people do need to get to that stage of burnt out before they realize um that they need a change so you decide you, you went the route of starting all over right yeah. um w- why did you want to start all over when you had all this tech experience so I ha- I
1: originally went to school for tech
0: mm-hmm. and
1: college so as I was working in and out my first degree I was going to get was tech and uh I winded up going into having a really good poly sci teacher and switched my gears to poli sci went and worked for a lobbyist while i was working at in and out while i was going to school and then while i was working for interning for that lobbyist i realized I'm like this is not cool <laughs> like these people kind of suck and uh at that point in my life I, I i wasn't sure what i wanted to do anymore and i was tired of going to school and i was tired of just like living off the scraps and so i just stayed at in and out because it was it paid very well it's fun the environment is great usually there but it is a work hard, play hard mentality, and uh, I realized as I was aging, that's not going to work well as I got older, and so I decided I needed to make that huge career move, and I might as well make it into something I already loved and had some experience in, where, whereas it's just building a computer or playing video yeah. games and modifying stuff. So it was a it was an interesting leap. Luckily, I found that data center a data center to work at. And uh, they had a bunch of tech people, but they didn't have anyone who wanted to talk to people in customer service. And it worked perfect. Uh, I slipped right in. They would put me on the phone. I talked to people. But the thing is, half the time, I had no clue what I was talking about. Setting up DNS, setting up uh, LAMP servers, trying to get someone's uh, Plex server running. or <laughs> Yeah, that was one. Or Cpanels, that type of stuff. It was a shared hosting platform. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called CarryNet. You got still going or kind of still going. And the thing that piqued my interest in security there was uh, Shodan had several hosts, several servers hosted there. So we used to get all right. complaints all the time that we were scanning the internet. <laughs> and uh, they'd come in and we had a whole process for it. And uh, there was one guy who worked there who was our head of security, whose name was Zach Wacombe. And he took me under his wing. And uh, it was until I was there. Uh, I was there for around nine months. I always just thought I was going to be a sysadmin. I was like, all right, that's fine. Like I like fixing, like building stuff. And it wasn't until I started uh, social networking pretty, pretty hard that someone offered to help me get into
0: security. Nice. I I had a a, a similar experience, you talking through that. I ended up working at Terramark, now part of Verizon, um, which is one of the hubs in Miami where fiber comes in from the Caribbean, from Central America, and even from Europe and Africa. And huge, huge, huge fiber pipes um, come up and yeah, they back then Motorola, Google was building out. um, Amazon was building out and you saw the custom servers that they were bringing in. They didn't have a shell. Like they were open air. Oh oh, yeah. custom servers. And it's like, Whoa, look at what these people are doing. But um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. Like um, it took me looking at the sock team and one of my uh, friends that we went through boot camp at the same time, he started there first, and then told me about a data center position. And then he moved to the sock, and I'm like, "What's the sock?" Oh, and man. yeah, he, definitely. Adjust. So you, you said you were social, uh, you were working social media. Yeah. Someone offered you to bring you in under their wing. Um, what was that like? What was your approach there?
1: Yeah, so once w- once I got back to the data center, once I got at it in and out uh, I kind of just like used the shotgun method and did everything I possibly could. Um, I started like going to local meetups within, so in San Diego, there's a pretty big tech hub and pretty big military. So there's a lot of like Cisco meetups or tech mm-hmm. meetups, OWASP, that type of stuff. That was my main s- source of networking, but the, I also went back to school. Uh, which was great. I went to a local junior college and started doing IT courses again. And then meeting people in in those courses was actually pretty big. I still talk to some of those people today. Um, And the other thing, like going to school while you're actually doing a job is huge steps. Like I was ahead all the time. And one cool thing is a lot of the jobs, at least in tech, if you had downtime, allowed me to actually work on homework Mm -hmm. as I was working because it's studying on both sides. Um, And then the third thing is uh, I I got several certs while I was there. So I was literally hitting all the points. I had like no social life for around a year, networking certs and school. And uh, it was, it was great. But the networking thing I credit as the most is the thing that worked the most, just meeting people going out there. And what wound up happening is uh, a friend of mine who actually worked with me at the data center, uh, wound up getting fired and then hired at an MSP locally. And right when he got hired, he's like, "Hey, man, they're looking for a bunch of people. If you want to come in, I can put your name in." And I'm like, "Cool." Sent him my resume, applied. Next day, I had an interview and took off from there, and it was great. Wow!
0: So Uh, that really shows the 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 benefit of networking and having a a strong network structure. What sort of what were you going back to school for at the time?
1: So I decided to go back to school for IT. So I already had all my general ed done. So while I was working at In-N-Out, I was working full time. Uh, I was going to school full time. So my usual schedule was two days off were school, five days on were uh, wow. at In-N-Out. Yeah, it was it was rough, uh, especially when I was, uh, I, so I grew up in a small town up in the mountains. My In-N-Out was 30 miles one direction and my school was like 40 miles the opposite direction. So I was commuting seven days a week. Uh, but it it gave me really good endurance. Um, I, So I went back to school, had all my gen ed done and went to school for just IT and got it was relatively quick because I had the gen ed done already. And then once I got into cybersecurity, already had the AA, I decided, all right, where can I get a BA or BS uh, as cheap and quickly as possible? And uh, I heard an online ad for Colorado State University Global Campus on the radio. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, might as well check them out and uh, jumped into that and then did the same thing started doing homework uh, while at work like working in the sock i worked uh four on four off twen- out 12 hour shifts and there was downtime sometimes so doing homework while there or studying and uh, getting more certs it was just a grind wow.
0: those first 3 years were a complete grind for me it, that that sounds like me when i did my, i finished my associates in a year and a half and i first those 19 credits, 21 credits, and then 27 credits. So that's how I finished it. Um, and I was working full-time too. Uh, and then ended up doing my bachelor's online. Took t- took yeah. that one a little bit slower. Um, and then my master's online. So you mentioned you got certs too. Um, yeah. w- what certs did you get and what pushed you towards getting them?
1: Yeah, so the, da- the data center I worked at actually required us to get uh, Microsoft certs. Uh, okay. I don't. I know now it's actually illegal to, to in California to require someone to get certs. I don't know if it was back then, but I also didn't know any better. Um, I was studying for the seventy four ten, which is a pretty high end, pretty like middle end Windows Server cert. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I was doing that, because I had I was going from zero to hundred, um, I d- I was studying other certs on the side. I ended up getting several Microsoft MTA certs, so for security and administration, which are their lowest end certs and the security plus and i did i did those three as i was studying for the windows 7410 um i actually winded up never getting the 7410 I took it three times and failed which oh well but uh, i got those other three certs and that was one of the big things I got all those while at the data center so that was yeah. one of the things that helped push uh to get to get the job at the managed security provider
0: yeah. Out, I, was, so. I was I was about to ask that. So you, you got the security plus and you yeah. others, and, and that helped propel you to the MSSP. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And then once at the MSP, I, uh,
1: so I stayed on the ball, right. I was already still going to school at the time. And, uh, this was when I got the network plus, which I will admit it took me, <laughs> it took me twice to get it. Uh, the Fi's just had me all strung up and I couldn't remember each one and I wound up failing that. But uh, once I was there, the the CyberOps, the CCNA CyberOps came out as well as the Cisco Cybersecurity Analyst Plus came out. I beta tested both of those tests and uh, I didn't wind up getting the CyberOps, but I winded up getting the uh, CYSA Plus went through the beta test and it was exactly what I was doing at work. Like to the T, ports, scans, signatures, understanding, connections and stuff like that. And uh, that winded up helping me pivot to my job after uh, the managed security provider.
0: Uh, w- what kind of job is it? I won't ask you for, for the employer, No, no, no. No, 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 no.
1: Um, so I worked for it. So, so the managed security provider was just a sp- straight security analyst doing alerts, sending them off to customers. The job after that was working for an energy company and their SOC. So I went from SOC to SOC. Okay. Uh, which, which sucks. I will admit, like I, I've put my time in on the sock and it's not as fun as uh, it's about as fun as you think it is. Right. 24, well, well, seven. Tell, tell people what uh, it's like
0: uh, for so, those people that have never been in a sock.
1: So when you come in to do a new sock, usually if, if you're lucky, you get a good shift, right? If it's a 24, seven sock, there's going to be people working nights, people working days, depending on days off and how the rotation is. The first sock I worked at actually had four on four offs, which was awesome. And uh, but it also had three shifts of four on four offs and your days off would rotate, which was great. So some weeks you would have Saturday, Sunday off. Some you wouldn't. I actually super enjoyed it. And coming in on the weekends was a little rough when you see all your friends going out and having fun on social media. But usually that was the study time. Everything was a little bit slower. You got your hours in. Um, moving to the actual corporation sock, the energy corporation that, uh, that was a little bit rougher. Uh, they had set days off and I was the low man on the totem pole. So I was working swing shifts every now and then, usually around four to 1230 at night and 4 PM to 1230 AM. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, if somebody called in sick, I was the guy who had to come in and cover. So my days off would get stuttered every now and then. And then uh, if there's something big going on, you're probably going to have to work overtime. So there was weeks where I was working like 60 hour weeks, uh, manning, <laughs> managing the sock, making sure uh, all those alerts in the queue got done. It's, it's rough, but uh, as long as, as, once again, I'm very vocal and very easy to talk to. Uh, the one thing is if you can just call someone, usually you can solve almost all the problems that much quicker. You get an alert. Why did this person go to this link? I could follow the logs for an hour and find out that, Hey, they got that link in an email. That link came from that email came from this person. And then that act link was actually a referral link from that email link. And I could usually figure that out, but then why would they click it? Did they click it? That type of stuff. Most of the time, if you call them and talk to them, they'll give you all the answers. I will admit people, sometimes people are scared to talk to security, but if you're talking with friendliness in your voice and kindness. Right. And that here comes that in and out. Right. I've sparkling, sparkling. What is it ah, now? I can't even think a sparkless, clean, sparkling, clean environment and always like speaking with happiness. You, Like I'm supposed to uh, you're supposed to hear the smile through my voice, which I can still do today. Uh, it that.
0: works really well.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. So what, it was, yeah. that's a long explanation. <laughs> as you went through like you're hunting for for the second role. The first role you got from a network uh, yeah, referral. Yeah. Um, what was the second role hunting like?
1: Yeah, so the second role hunting was a lot easier, right? I already had a little bit of experience. Um, once again, I kept a LinkedIn this entire time and market, making sure everything's up to date, all my positions, what I'm doing, and my certs. Luckily, I had a recruiter reach out to me and that was the first time I'd ever actually had a recruiter reach out to me. And I was super excited about it. And uh, it worked out fine. We met up, got coffee. She made sure I wasn't crazy, which is usually that first call. And then uh, they set up the call with the manager and then set up the on site call. It was a lot. It was probably one of the easier jobs I've ever had. But what was nice was that job actually led to the job I currently have because, once again, networking and knowing people uh, came, came to the rescue.
0: Yeah. Wow. So what are some of the things that you, you mentioned social, but you don't mention what you do? What are some of the yeah. things you do to stay current and to set up your digital profile? Yeah, so once having the LinkedIn, right? Being somewhat
1: active on it. I, I honestly, to, to be all honest, I hate social media just because it's a lot of like clout and recognition and like, look what I'm doing type of stuff. I will, I'll see what other people doing, and I might get excited for them, especially because I have friends on there. But I try not to be... Uh, over sharing, if that makes sense, especially on both LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, one thing I always try to do is join several communities at a time. Um, so I'm on Discord. I'm pretty active on a couple of Discord channels. I'm big with uh, BHIS and all their stuff, which is great. They're very big with the community. And then also as well as subreddits. Um, I'm big on several couple subreddits where people are asking for help or people are sharing stuff. And meeting people through there has also been pretty rewarding. And you get to learn new tools and then, with those tools actually maybe talk to the creators if they're open source. And it's uh, worked out pretty well for me with my career just being, going just not too far with the social media, but just enough to maybe put me out of my comfort zone. Hence this, yeah, right, so.
0: Yeah, it it sounds like that even helps you with your continuous education because you're uh, reading subreddits and you're reaching out and asking questions and um, filling in those potential blind spots that you have
1: yeah and i also do so the current job i'm i'm kind of like i'm wearing several hats of like security engineer threat hunter and threat intelligence and Mm -hmm. so being that social person also really helps with threat intel and knowing where i can go for all the sources who can i talk to to ask questions and who may have some type of internal scoop or access to something explain
0: those those roles those different hats for people that might not understand what they are
1: Yeah. So security intelligence, right? I'm trying to answer questions for our leaders and mitigate risk in any way, or at least augment other teams so they can mitigate risk. So there's several different things I do with there with monitoring dark web stuff, right? Monitoring attack surface, looking for domains that look like ours, any like punny code domains, stuff like that, or even just bringing in feeds and then uh, enhancing current alerts, that, that one's a little bit lower on the totem pole. Um, so that that one's actually fun because I get to write and I get to explain and talk to people a bit more. The security engineering part is a little bit more of uh, configurations, right? Installing new sensors, making sure everything has the right configuration, hardening those configurations to the point where uh, the salesperson can't do as much as they really, That's making sure they can do everything they need to, but they don't need to do anything too technical on it. Or even vice versa, making sure the DevOps person has access to do everything they need to do. Uh-huh. Um, and then that leads right into the threat hunting part, which is probably my one, I would say my favorite of the three, right? Looking for the hackers, finding them, going through the logs all day, reading the alerts, uh, going down the rabbit hole and finding something. That's the best. Uh, I always tell people, like, my day is great when other people's days are bad. That's the worst part, right? When you when I find something that's usually going to be bad, but I'm having a great time doing it, finding malware, <laughs> then taking it apart, maybe, and then deep diving even further.
0: Are are you allowed to share some of those um bad days and do write-ups on that and do presentations on that? So the bad days, not as much.
1: Um, I have done a presentation on like what I've done with security engineering and intelligence and mix those. Um, I'm trying to think of a good, bad day. Uh, One of the... (laughs) I worked WannaCry while at the managed security provider. Mm -hmm. That was a good, bad day. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, like, of course, the board just lights up, right? Everyone is going off. We're trying to figure out the indicators. We're trying to see, do we have the traffic uh, to monitor people's network? Can we tell if there's, like, outbound 445 or increased traffic of 445, which is uh, server message block, which is how WannaCry propagated right Mm -hmm. and trying to go deeper um and understand and then me at the time I had a friend my my actual my mentor Zach Wacom, who uh was working threat intel still at the time for flashpoint I believe then uh I was in conversation with him like hey what do you know like what are you seeing and this was before the domain kill switch came out Mm -hmm. uh that was really fun um other times like usually it's just like a crypto miner or uh someone's trying to pivot in the network, but it's, it's good times, but I feel bad that I'm enjoying other people's suffering sometimes.
0: (laughs) Well, wow. This has been a a riveting conversation and we're we're almost at the end of our 30 minutes. So one of the last questions I like to ask is, Wade, pretend you're looking at your 20 year old self. What, what advice would you give them? Wow learn programming then. <laughs> no, uh I didn't learn how to program
1: until after I got into psy- security so that would have been great. Um honestly I I love the path that I'm on. I would I think ensuring myself that it works out in the end, right? Every it worked out, you're doing good now. Uh back then when I I was that was when I was prime in and out, gun ho, working 40, 50 hour weeks and while going to school. And I had some hard times, right? Understanding that I was in I was in the suck for a while, but it was good looking back on it. But living it was kind of bad. I would say just keep going, working hard. The hustle works out, right? Keep trying, don't stop trying. <laughs> and keep learning. Don't and don't stop learning. That's then that's the best part about cybersecurity. I guess the best part and the worst part. Uh, you always have to continue to learn, and uh, sometimes I'm jealous of people who get to uh, leave their jobs at home and don't have to learn later on, where
0: I'm always looking at the news feed. But <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I guess we could, but then it wouldn't be as fun, right? Right? No, I, I agree, I agree. Yeah.
1: It's a <laughs> double edged sword, it comes back
0: at you every now and then. Well, wait. Thank you so much uh, for having this great conversation. Uh, For those of you on LinkedIn, uh, follow Wade, follow myself. For those of you on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, share this with all your friends and family. Those of you on Twitch or Twitter or um, the podcast platforms, feel free to share this this episode out with lots of folks. Um, We really love having curious folks like Wade that know how to persevere, that know how to find the answers. And that always want to continuously learn in this industry. So Wade, thank you very much for for coming on and for sharing your adventure.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. It was great. Appreciate it.